I'm fly like an eagle, I'm yelling, go birds. He's sniffing the end zone, I'm feeling like hers. Scramble out the pocket, boy, it's the first. Like Davis, we blitz and put him in the dirt. Working big plays, I'm feeling like slaves. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into another episode of the Sex Hornet Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan. Back here on this Saturday evening, previewing the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football tomorrow night 8:20 kickoff a bitter taste in your mouth after last weekend um and you hope that will be put to rest this upcoming uh game however as we know the Eagles have struggled in Dallas, and I hate to say it, but, I mean, the Cowboys don't appear to be the team that we predicted as being a wild card team, sure, but not a ser- but not any type of a threat. All of a sudden, Dallas is appearing to look like a real threat. I mean, I don't think... I still think that, you know, the there's a lot of premature talk surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. But I definitely think you can safely say that Dallas has got some juice. Actually, a good amount of juice right now. They're cooking with some with some uh, with some gas. Uh, Dak Prescott has played very well throughout this season, and I don't want to hear about well he hasn't played it again. It's it's the NFL. I mean, come on, like you know, and, and he's consistently done it against each and every team. He's picked apart defenses. He did a good job against the Eagles. Um, I'm not saying that you know he was anything crazy against the Eagles, but he was solid. 29 for 44, 374 pass yards, three touchdowns, no picks. But the Eagles defense got to him five times they sacked him. And he made some bonehead plays, don't get me wrong. But I will say this. The Eagles pass rush better bring their bring their A game tomorrow. Because I you know, you can't have what happened last week against San Fran. Where Brock Purdy just got to stand there and you know go underneath and pick apart your linebackers. I now will I mean Mike McCarthy is not Kyle Shanahan. But I don't think he's dumb enough to not recognize and not watch film on that game last week and say, okay, we'll figure out ways to attack their linebackers. They're going to try something, I'm sure. They're going to they're gonna try and get mismatches with C.D. Lamb against, like, Nicholas Morrow and 
the Eagles corner, whoever it is, if it's Slay, Bradbury, I don't care. You're on him like white on rice. I mean, C.D. Lamb, you have to contain, try and contain him. Try. It can't be, you know, oh, okay, well, uh, you know, let him, uh, we'll let him get seven for 98 and, and play off. No, you got to be on him. I'm not saying full-on press coverage because I don't think we have great press corners, but you got to try and stick him at least a couple times. I mean, seriously, because this guy, you know, he's he's very dangerous, very dangerous, and he's been dangerous this season, and the Eagles uh, got a whiff of that um, in the first game. Now, we'll see what and how the Eagles try to um, go about this from the defensive line perspective in terms of rotating guys. And I think so far you like the rotation, but it has not provided enough. I feel like the pass rush is very good, but guys need to get on the, like it's tough when you've got Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, Nolan Smith, guys that can rush the quarterback yet, and I'm, um, you know, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, and Fletcher Cock. And yet, you can't, you know, you can only put four on the field. So trying to figure the snaps out is tough. And trying to get these guys into a rhythm is difficult. Don't, you know, I, I want to stress that. But it becomes so much more difficult, I think, when you expect to just have them go one-on-one and not try and throw anything different, like a stunt move, anything like that. I really didn't see a lot of creativity on the defensive tackles trying to confuse anything on the Niners O-line. I'd like to see that against Dallas. I really would. Um, you know, I think they're they're pretty much fully healthy for tomorrow, um, looking at their injury report. Dallas Goddard is expected to play as well, and I'm hoping he gets some revenge um on that broken forearm because that was i mean gruesome to watch uh it was uh you know gruesome um gru like i i just i don't understand how you know i get it it's it's football but man, I mean, he got his arm just completely, I, I mean, and I get it, you know, he's trying to stiff arm the guy, but he just got his arm completely cracked. I mean, that was, do you, is it a dirty play? I don't know, but it's just, it's, it definitely could have been avoided. I mean, you know, you would have just thought he would have pushed him out of bounds, Um and obviously that did not happen by uh, Marquise Bell. I even had to look him up because I don't even know who the hell this guy is. But, I mean, just a total unfortunate circumstances that we didn't have him last week against San Francisco. But not that I think it would have made much of a difference because the defense was the big problem. 
um, offensively, would it have been nice? Yes, obviously. I mean, you want your guy. But, and I think he'll help in the first half. I really do think, you notice, three games, no Dallas Goddard, three straight games, Eagles struggle in the first half. We'll see if that changes tomorrow. Regardless, Dallas Goddard, um, I think just against San Francisco to try and take, you know, someone away out of the box is huge. I think that's what will make, you know, things a, a lot easier for, not, e- you know, completely easier. But I think since Dallas, we've seen her struggle at times. And I think a lot of that is because teams are just stacking the box because no Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll is not a threat. No offense to him, but he's not. So I think that's why, you know, they're, they're, um, they're attacking the Eagles that way. The opening or the line currently is Dallas three and a half. Um, take that what you will. The Eagles have not won in Dallas since 2017 when they stomped on all, all over them. And now we're back in a position to where, like 2017, we're coming off a tough loss and we need a big win on the road. That year was against the Rams after the loss to Seattle, which everyone is pointing towards after the San Fran loss. But the difference between that loss against Seattle and the previous and and this past loss to San Fran is I remember in 2017, number one, that was a feeling that I think the fan base probably since, I mean, it had to have been since 2004, definitely, that that was a feeling that no one had experienced. Just the level of ass-kicking that the Eagles were bringing week in and week out. And I know it was against teams under 500. They beat that into a dead you know, beat that to a pulp the whole year. Everyone wanted to talk about it, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. This year, it's not the same. And, and last year, it was a similar feeling in 2017. So I don't think people were so, you know, oh my God, you know, that's unbelievable when they lost to Washington. And, you know, um, it was a, you know, it stunk, but I mean, you had to remember, okay, you know, we weren't expected to go undefeated. But this year, the late loss that they had to San Fran compared to 2017 is one the defense played so much better in 2017. I mean, that 2017 defense compared to this one, lights out. How they were able to create turnovers and get back to the quarterback with, you know, the go and look at that roster and you're like, whoa, what? Like, this was the defense? Yeah, that was the defense. And Ronald Darby didn't play most of that year. It was Rasul Douglas. But, you know, you think about that, and right now, just how, I mean, there, something is not right with the coaching, because the fact that the Eagles just play down to their opponents at times, and, and I don't mean to say anything about Dallas that's, you know, that they suck completely, that they're just not a good team, like, no, I mean, Washington is my example, they played down to Washington. Um, the offense against the Jets was p- 
putrid. Even though the Jets' defense at the time was still very good. But they, you know, Jalen Hurts made dumb, dumb mistakes. They've played down to their opponents so many times. They haven't put away games. That is what may, That is what is making everyone so darn queasy about this. And the run the ball, you know, offensive, I, I mean, I agree. They need to run the ball more effectively. But I also think part of the reason why they are unable to get the run game going is because defenses are able to collapse because Dallas Goddard isn't there. And they can stack the box. And unfortunately... I'm assuming the different looks that the Eagles are coming out in, defenses know when to and when not to stack the box because I think the Eagles make it so darn obvious in their play calling that they're able, defenses are able to pick apart what the Eagles are going to do. I think this goes so far into Brian Johnson's just brain. It's unbelievable. And I don't know why. And I and I wonder... You know, I get it. He's, you know, been with Jalen Hurts every step of the way since he was a kid. I wonder if that has an effect on Nick Sirianni on trying. And I don't think it does, but I'm just saying because I I'm j- I just don't understand how Sirianni doesn't have a hold on this. I mean, I really don't. Like, dude, this guy is making this team Worse than it is. I mean, I mean, they've been able to score points throughout the season, but it's when they the the difference of them looking good and them looking average to below average is just unbelievable. And the like, why they can't put it together for a full sixty minutes is mind boggling. And I think you can say the same for Sean Desai and his defense. But I think with him, it's more of a pride thing that you saw against San Fran. And I hope, because that's the first time all year the Eagles have lost. And I mean, there's only been two games. But that's the first time this year that the defense has really come back to bite them. They've been able to get away with it. Now it's, and I know you keep seeing the same stuff about the leadership in the locker room. And Jalen Hurts wants to talk about playing to the standard on both sides of the ball. And yes, I totally agree with him. But at a certain point in time, you know, you you need. I think the defense needed this loss to understand we're playing like crap. We need to get things together. Now tomorrow, I hope they can use that as fuel, and they'll be able to stick a big L stamp over that Dallas star because the, those fans. Oh my goodness. I mean, listen, if the roles were reversed, I was jumping for joy last Thursday with DK Metcalf killing the Cowboys defense. And I hope his buddy, A.J. Brown, does similar tomorrow. But that's, you know, not my entire point. The fans of the Dallas Cowboys thinking, that they're going to win the division now? Come on, man. I mean, let's not, you know, jump the gun here. You know, I, I mean, listen. It's always funny to me. I always wonder where these Dallas fans are from. Because I've heard, actually, and I've never been there, but I've, I've heard 
from secondary, which is really third sources, that was, you know, um, that Dallas fans in Texas are actually pretty pleasant people. It's these stupid bandwagoners. I mean, you know, because you know it is, because the, the Philly, Boston, and New York are the only three fan bases are annoying. And if you get upset that I'm calling you that, then, you know, I don't think the Philly fans care because I'm a fellow Philly fan, one, and two. They just don't care if people say that. But it's the truth. East Coast fans stink. And and I'm not, you know, like, I love you, but you do. Um, That's where I think it comes from. These stupid, well, I had someone in New York chirp at me and they're a Dallas fan. You're in New York. What the hell are you doing working for the Cowboys? Are you kidding me? Like, what? How are you a Cowboys fan in New York? How does that make sense? Um, Those are just... And I and I know one of them. And if he's listening to this podcast, this episode, I'm talking to you. You know, choosing the the team that to the, the piss off the Philly fans the most. So he goes with the Cowboys. I mean, good lord. I don't know. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be, uh, a war of, I'm sure words tomorrow on the field, war of words in the war of words in the stands, war of words with this mic. Um, so I mean, seven or eight twenty tomorrow night can't come soon enough for me because I'm really, really looking forward to this game. Um, Want to get the bad taste out of the mouth from San Francisco. That sucked. I mean, you want to talk about, like, a gut punch? That was, like, that's brutal to show up like that. They've got to be embarrassed. There's too much pride in that locker room not to be embarrassed. Both sides of the ball, specifically the defense. And I saw it from Darius Slay this week when Seth Joyner was coming at him on Twitter. I kind of like that. You know, I like that. I like that Darius, that Slay, he doesn't like to be called Darius, that Slay um, felt so strongly to stick up for the cornerback room. I like that out of a guy. You want him to be like Bradley Fletcher and sit there with John Clark after giving up two touchdown passes to the Cowboys, talking about how he stinks? No, he's pissed. He's upset with his play. I'm sure all year he may be upset with his play. So I'm excited to see what the guy's going to do tomorrow. Um, You know, I I really think that that defense is going to show up. There is way too much pride for them not to. I know Dallas has their number in in Texas. It's not Dallas. It's Arlington, by the way. I have a good feeling they're going to be able to stand up. Now, this may just be me just, you know, going off of... Not too many hours of sleep last night, but I really think that this defense is going to be juiced. They've got to be juiced. I mean, that is, there's too much pride. Too much. They got a bad taste in their mouth. They got punched in the face. Let's see if they can get back up. I think they'll be able to do it. Now, the last five losses to Dallas. In AT&T Stadium. Remember 2018 was the um, game where Amari Cooper had that juggle catch touchdown in overtime. 
that was a tough loss. 2019, they got killed. That was when Doug guaranteed a win. 2020 was uh, Jalen Hurts threw the deep pass to Deshaun Jackson. He caught it for his last Eagles touchdown, which is ironic because that was a side note here. That was the first time... First place he should have scored his first touchdown, except he stupid fumbled at the one. So that was kind of ironic. And then 2021, they got killed. And then last year was the Christmas Eve close loss. It's been a lot of just bad bounces and just not concentrating at the right time. And Dallas just able to get the key turnovers, make the key play happen, and Dak Prescott having too much time in the pocket to sit. The Eagles need to come after him, attack him. That defense needs to hunt. And I'll tell you, the one thing, and I need to see it from someone on this defense, the Eagles need a dog out there. I'm not talking about, you know... And I hope Shaq Leonard is that guy that can kind of bring that toughness. But you look at guys like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Malcolm Jenkins, guys that were so key to being able to go up and talk junk in the other team's face and get them off-kiltered and be you know kind of a, a vocal end leader on the field. That defense right now just does not have that. I'm waiting for someone to show up. I need to see it tomorrow. I don't care who it is. If it's Kevin Byard, if it's, you know, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, I mean, Brandon Graham always, you know, he'll talk crap, but it's more like a joke. No offense. Jordan Davis. I don't even care if it's Eli Ricks. Just someone and back it up. That's all I'm asking for. Not all I'm asking for, but I'm asking for that. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this preview episode. I need this tomorrow. I need this Eagles win tomorrow. Um, they're 10 and two, but I need to get the sticks up there on and lay that up there against stick city at defensive end. And you know who I'm talking about, Penn state fans. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you tomorrow night, recapping, hopefully an Eagles win over the Dallas Cowboys. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles!